0: I need to make a personal introduction.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: You're about to hear the wisdom of two guys that I know very personally, not just as business acquaintances, but as friends. Adam, especially, has been son-like to me over the course of the last 20-something years. And Mark England, too, has gained my total respect for how he thinks and what he says. Yeah. No, it goes further than that. Jen has become...
1: I've become certified through, (laughs) that doesn't sound good if I stop there, huh? I've gained a certificate of their program, the Enlifted Method, and it's a coaching methodology. And it's amazing. It's really, really incredible. It's helped so many of my clients. It's helped me. And this is crazy, okay? There are no coincidences in life. So I was on Instagram and I was scrolling on through, you know, like normal people do. And I came across this really interesting post that caught my attention. And then I realized it was from this guy, Mark. And I thought, I think that guy's been to our house. He looks so familiar. And so I start, you know, Instagram stalking. And I realized that he's with this company called Lifted. And then through my rabbit hole, I trace it back to Adam, who is a very good friend of ours who's... He created the studio, right? Yep. He created Jeffrey's studio back in the day. He's what
0: been mean back he in the. Day, and his wife. Uh, in 1478. Adam Chen came and created the studio. It was like magic. Wow, he looks just, really good. It just appeared like a phoenix.
1: 1478. He's he's looking young. Anyway, he and his wife have been to our house. We love them. They're just gems of human beings, beings. like total gems. And I'm going on this Instagram rabbit hole and I'm like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, I discovered the coolest program on the internet and guess who's a part of it? Adam and Mark. And so we interviewed them for Sell or Die.
0: And here's the deal. We normally interview people for 15 or 20 minutes. This interview went on for over an hour and we decided to break it up into individual podcasts.
1: it may even be like two, two hours. hours long. Whatever it, it, was. it was so much fun. We had to keep going. Right. And so over the next four weeks, you're going to be hearing part one, two, three, and four from
0: No, us. we're going to be skipping four. It's going to be part one, two, three, four, and five, because we don't want to be too normal. You know what I mean?
1: Well, not too normal would be 4.5. That's true. But that's already taken.
0: Okay, but I'm going to challenge you as the diehard to listen closely because this information rocks. Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gittimer. And
1: I'm your host, Jen Gittimer.
0: Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable ready to buy clients. We're going to help
1: you build loyal relationships. And the one thing you're hoping for, close more deals. Let's get into it. It's time to sell or die. I'm dying to know how this the Enlifted Method has impacted each of you.
0: Jen, keep it on track. I totally love her. (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
2: Yeah. Um, I went
3: first first. You go first this time.
2: So the question is, how has it impacted me personally?
1: So what story were you telling yourself or did it take you out of a victim mindset at some point or... What, you tell us with? your story of how it has helped you. Yeah,
2: right, right. So this is a great question. And I had a, had a realization recently regarding a victim story that had been floating in my brain for a while. Before I get to it, I'm going to say that, you know, the victim mentality is not all or nothing. Like there are stories in our lives that are going to be more victim centric than hero centric. Mm-hmm. And we have to, you know, you're constantly gardening. You're gardening these stories, you're trimming, you're finding the ones that show up. And one of the ones that had been there for a long time revolved around my mom and my stepfather and the chaos that was around when my parents got divorced. And I was in the sauna. It sounds pretty, you know, (laughs) goofy. I was in the sauna and I had this thought two months ago. And it goes, I was a powerless child and they did this. And and I go, wait, hold on a second. I was like, wait, hold on a second. That's a binary thought. I was powerless. I was like, no, I had some power. If you're around a child and a parent who cares, oh my God, that kid has so much power. It's not the kind of power an adult has, but that child has some sort of there is encouragement.
0: Agency. You can do it.
2: You can come do, on, bud. The child has leverage. Mm-hmm. The child has some agency in how the child reacts to the parents. There's lots of other ways to interpret that scenario. I had a moment, and it was just like an entire weight was lifted off my shoulders. Where wow. I went, I went from like. I wasn't a powerless child. I made some decisions and I, and yes, I was, I was confined within this parameter, but within that parameter, I can make decisions. And so I did just like a prisoner would go to the library instead of beat the shit out of people in the, in the the yard. You know, I decided to go to the library. So
0: keep in mind, every one of us had a lesson in encouragement from the time they were nine or 10 months old. Kid stands up come on, you can walk, come on, buddy, You walk to daddy, walk to mommy, you can do it. And then they take the first step and it's like, whoa, everything unbelievable happens, all kinds of celebrations. So that's already burnt into your brain. You've been encouraged at a very young age, and somewhere in the back of your head, that's there.
2: Yeah, what you're doing
0: is unlocking it
2: and shifting the focus in a strategic way, so that you can lock onto that particular memory and that particular type of recollection, rather than get stuck in that one thing where things didn't go your way or that was traumatic to overuse. Use an overused
0: word. Outside influence, though, is going to play a big role in that. Where you go to school, who you become friends with. Because my mom didn't want me to be friends with Billy Dewey because he was like a bad kid and it was bad influence, but I loved them we'd like the same stuff and we, you know, shit around and try to get caught at doing stuff. And
2: well, and so how we interpret these events in our lives, yeah. that's really what it all comes down to, is mm-hmm. how do we interpret the reality that we exist in? And do we see ourselves as having some sort of agency, you know, of internal locus of control? Can we affect it? And again, that's, you asked me the question, the direct answer is how does lifted Method work for me personally? It's again, reclaiming some of that control kindling more of that agency so that i can have it in my life front and center
1: what i have seen by going through the certification and working with people one of the things i've seen is that a small moment like that where you know over time you felt that you were powerless can lead to other moments in your life where that story repeats itself because it's inside of you. Absolutely. And so Die Hard, if you have a story like that, that you've told yourself, there may be other areas in which you're telling yourself that same story. So maybe you feel powerless with your clients, or maybe you feel powerless with your boss, or it just keeps replaying until you get it out. and and Until you can
2: reinterpret it, translate it. That's Mm -hmm. the key.
0: So let me be a little controversial at the moment. Yeah, please. If you have ever gone through addiction, which I have, if you go to a 12-step program, the first thing they tell you is that you're powerless. (laughs) And I wanted to just raise my hand and go, dude, you're full of fucking bullshit. (laughs) I am not powerless. I'm going to make this for me. I'm going to do this for me. And every person who goes into a whatever they call them recovery program uh, the 12 12 step step program whatever it is for for drugs or for alcohol a very high percentage of them fall back because their power was taken away from them and transferred into somebody else whether it's a higher power or your sponsor yeah whatever the thing like dude Lace up your fucking boots and get rid of it, which is what I did.
1: Is that a projection for the facilitator to say you're powerless?
3: Could be. Depends. It would depend.
1: They all say it. Yeah. It's their mantra. But really, yeah. maybe the facilitator feels powerless. Oh, dude. It's, worth, it's
0: <laughs> worth looking at. To Nothing say worse than a former smoker to talk about getting rid of smoking. <laughs> Nothing worse. So... They have coins for how long you've been powerless. They have all kinds of shit. And it's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Hey, look, my powerless coin just showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 17 years of being powerless. Oh my
1: God.
0: I got a victim card in the mail, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got two of them. I keep them in one of my wallets, in in case anybody calls victim. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
1: So. Mark, how has this method helped you? Oh, yeah. It's the gift that keeps on
3: giving. And like Adam said, this is most people's mindset when they get into the exploration phase. It's a mixed bag. So part of them is team Mark, part of them is anti Mark. Okay. Part of me is talking me into things, part of me is talking me out of things. Mm -hmm. And so, what the name of the game is, is to shrink down that victim mentality, take it from a death metal concert. Going on in your head to a radio over in the corner. That's a very
0: big deal. I prefer ACDC, but that's a whole other <laughs> Yeah,
3: you know, it's a, I'd rather have ACDC over in the corner than Cannibal Corpse on, yeah. you
0: know, yeah. But and, I am mean, Angus 10 Young playing in my head. I still watch the riffs sure. after. Sure. They're unbelievable. That's a practical piece
2: of advice Mark is giving, and we've had a tremendous amount of success with it is, Mark, one of the great things you've said over the years is to keep the story small. We want to continually bring it down. Is it compartmentalizing it as well? No, no. It's dealing with things and trimming it back. We don't want to ignore it and avoid it and pretend it doesn't exist. We want to attend it in a way in which we are capable of in the moment. You know, just trim it down. Trim like it my down. gray
1: hair. It's there, and I know I can do something about it.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's look <laughs> at it from an addiction standpoint. I have no. Hair. <laughs> that Mark brings up are. addiction as part of the process that you're negatively addicted to something or positively addicted to something. It's, a, I'm an addict. I don't practice anymore, but in my soul, I know.
3: You're addicted to kicking ass, Jeffrey.
0: Well- That's right. I have addiction qualities now that I've just traded. I traded my addictions. We but- see that a lot
3: in CrossFit, a lot mm. in CrossFit. And also in MMA, Matt Brown comes to mind, a very famous MMA fighter who was addicted to heroin and then he got addicted to MMA yeah. and his life is exactly. remarkably better. So a lot of people that- Last night, I was uh, coming back from the Tim Dillon concert And whether I was making up in my head or I was reading the future or putting a positive spell on this girl just for shits and giggles, there was a a mother and a daughter. She was about 16 years old. And this daughter was very, very skinny, okay? Uh, Anorexic, obviously. And I go, I just thought in my head, I was like, I bet she's done with this in two years and she gets into fitness and nutrition and she turns into something mm. much, much more healthy and fun. Put that spell out.
1: That's not a normal word people use in their language, a spell, so what do you?
3: Webster's definition of a spell is, is a word or a combination of words of great influence. And no one will ever really love me is a combination of words that can greatly influence someone. Great things happen when I keep showing up is also a combination of words that greatly influences someone. And if you get in the habit of looking at your words, again, as opposed to knee-jerk believing what you're thinking and saying, because it's you thinking and saying what you're saying. So it has to be right. You can get in this very valuable habit of identifying your language as constrictive or expansive. So constrictive spells, I'm not good enough. Nothing works out for me. It, it creates that breath. It traps the breath in the chest. It's stressful, creates the dense emotions, feelings. The pictures are very scary. It tends to just collapse me down as opposed to, well, like I said, great things happen when I show up. I've got two good stories about that. If y'all yeah, want to hear yeah, tell it real us, tell us. Yeah. I do want to answer your question about what the lifted method has done for me. It's gotten me unstuck on a personal level, majorly, many times. And then on a professional level, it's given me something. I was a very bad student, uh, cause, mainly because I just didn't care about what was being taught. I'm like, this is a yeah. bunch of bullshit, get yeah. me out of here. Yeah. And so, I've fallen in love twice on site. Once was with Jiu Jitsu in 1986 and then the second was when I saw that same, he did that to me, that workshop in 2003 and it's held my attention the whole time. Mm. And after 10 years of doing this professionally. I looked around and I I said, I have no more questions about what I'm going to do with my professional time in life because this has held my attention for a decade. I am grateful. I commit. I married it. I'm doing this for 50 years. I went into my calendar. It took me a little while to get there. Scroll down to January 17th, 2057. I'm giving my last workshop, podcast, talk, whatever it is. It's my last day on the job. After 50 years, I walk Y'all do it. And then, so these two, these stories, these, a tale of two stories, one is constrictive and one is expansive. And then we can also bring the reticular activating system into the conversation here because it fits quite well. I've told these stories before and we're telling again. This woman walks in and sits down. This is like year two of my second year of work. And she's very forthcoming. She said, I'm having problems in my marriage. My husband thinks I'm attractive. I refuse to believe him. (laughs) I know when this thing got set up. I just don't know what to do about it. And it it came down to one interaction, one sentence. Remember the definition of a spell, a word or a combination of words of of great influence? She's 10 years old, walks into her grandparents' house for Christmas, walks in the door. As soon as she gets in there, her great aunt leans down and goes, my, you have a big nose just like me. (laughs) Thanks for that. Wow. Constriction, stress response. She runs into the bathroom. Of course, what was the first thing she looked at when she got in there? Her nose, which is no bigger now than it was five seconds ago, but in her imagination, she's got a big honker, which means she's ugly. And so her reticular activating system, which I'll fill in the blanks more later, it goes on a search. Oh, oh, right. Okay. So if you're ugly, I'm going to go find all the other flaws, and I'm going to edit out anything because it goes. It has a search and edit function. I'm going to edit out anything that's not that, okay? Also known as compliments from your husband or positive qualities about how you look.
0: Or you don't mean that, you're just saying that. Yeah,
3: exactly. Baby, you look good.
0: You don't really mean that.
3: And then of course that's going to cause problems. So that's a definition of a constrictive no, I mean spell.
0: And There's a comma or another word, but you... <laughs> yeah,
3: uh-huh. yeah. 2014, I'm giving a workshop. And this guy's setting up a booth right next to me. He hears everything, comes up afterwards and he goes, um, that was really cool, man. You want to hear a great story about this? Who says no to that? <laughs> uh, great story? No, keep that away from me. And he said, my grandfather, He was like, I was 12, 13 something. My grandfather, I'm going to drop an F-bomb. Is that okay? Yeah. Go. No. Right.
1: Bring it. Uh,
3: earmuffs, yeah, children, yeah. earmuffs. Gotta, children, gotta, gotta, earmuffs. Ask, gotta <laughs> ask. His grandfather took him out in the backyard and we'll just call him Johnny. I forget the guy's name. It was little Johnny life's wild. It's a mixed bag. There's going to be ups and downs and zigs and zags and twists and turns. And you're going to get some things right. And you're going to get some things wrong. Just always remember to err on the side of being a badass motherfucker. And he said his whole life changed. Grandpa dropped an F-bomb on in the right way he said, my whole life changed. He said, I felt like I got bigger. Wow. Take out the feel like. He got bit. his energy got bigger. He said he saw himself in his imagination as capable and confident. And he goes, you know, I make a lot of mistakes. I, I get things right. You know what? I go after, I go after what I want and I like being me. And I was like, I was like, you don't need to read any other books. There's like, yeah. you got, it. You
1: got hey, it. Just keep
3: going, bro.
0: Okay. So that's awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: Great. The stories yeah.
0: that you're conveying, especially from the woman who got a big nose, you have low self esteem, you have limited self image, and you have self doubt. And I can't tell you which one is a bigger killer.
3: I can tell you I where think- it started, though, with the words, which is the point of this podcast, not necessarily this podcast, but the conversation is about practical mindset, is about how to track down what statements are forcing me to make those pictures yeah. that limited self-belief and then what to do about it. First things first, write that shit down, folks. You got to break spells. That's the best way to break. That's another way to talk about word time. But
0: yeah. it's not that you're powerless. Yeah, exactly. Exact and, and, opposite and, and, of something. And such. Jeffrey,
2: to this point that you and Mark are discussing now, uh, one of the The best uh, things Marx ever said is that. I'm really not concerned why you feel this way. We can sit here and talk about why it you, he's like, we're in the how business. Like, how are you making yourself feel this way? That's what we can do. Because if, mm-hmm. if you want to know why you feel like you have no confidence and you're worthless, well, there's there's therapists, there's clinicians. There's a lot of other Man. options for you. There's a yeah.
3: thousand people on the street there's, that are going to have an opinion. There's, there's
2: opinions, there's advice. Yeah, And that's fantastic. Those are great tools. And, and we encourage people to pursue those tools when necessary. Ours is just a practical approach is- how are you creating this thought pattern? How are you manufacturing this state? And then we look at it through language because it's the simplest, easiest form of, Language of will evaluation. teach you how to make a better That
0: distinction yeah. is
1: so big because a lot of people want to uncover, why do I feel this way? And what's keeping me back and blah, blah, blah. But what you're doing is, or and what you're doing is so much more than that. It's how do I make something?
3: It's even less than that because it's sim- it's simple. Why do I keep talking myself out of opportunity versus how do I keep talking out of myself out of opportunity? That's, that's As in so what key. words am I using to keep talking myself out of opportunity? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep having the same relationship with everybody? How do I keep having the same mm-hmm. relationship? What words am I using every time the breakup goes the same way?
0: I mean spooky wet washcloth <laughs> when someone walks into your office for a session. The first thing you do is you slap the shit out of them and say, get over yourself. (laughs) This is not about what happened. This is about how you live your life right now.
2: Well, that cold wash rack are the words. Yeah, and and, and you know
0: what? We get
3: them to slap themselves. Uh
2: That's the much more effective route here is when someone talks themselves into something. As you know, it's like like with marketing. It's like when someone talks themselves into buying something, it's much more powerful than you sell it. Oh, totally. And
3: that's why we love our customers because there's a very thick line between the people that want to snap themselves with a (laughs) cold wet towel because they understand we've done a good job of explaining the value of it. I mean, how many people have, we've refunded one certification in three and a half years because she needed something very different and she got into it needing something. I was like, and yeah, Yeah. so one person.
1: Hundreds. Out of
3: Hundreds. hundreds. And then the people that within a very short amount of time with interacting with our material, people know whether they love it or hate it real fast. And the people that love it, Come on in. These are people that I want to very frequently hang out with personally too. I mean, our community is something special because- It's friends. It's friends it and it's, it's friends. like-minded people. Yeah. Like that have a little bit of a tolerance, a thick skin. You know, they're they they they're breathing better. They can laugh at themselves. They're, let's just go with that. These people can laugh at themselves. They can take a little bit of duress. They're anti-fragile to use those words.
0: I want to go back to washcloths for just Do it. a second. Because when I checked into a hotel in Honolulu and I wrote about it, they- gave you a warm washcloth from your travels. No, a cool washcloth from your travel. They actually had the washcloths in the refrigerator. Mm. And you felt good. You felt refreshed. You felt okay about it. And I think people need to carry cold, wet washcloths with them so they can just get over themselves and refresh themselves. And yeah. just Put yourselves in a, like... <sighs> All right, I'm over that part. I'm clean now. Well, isn't that- Have what, a way
3: what, to check yourself before yeah. you wreck yourself.
2: That's the practical mindset application. It's a self-soothing in a lot of ways. Soothing is perhaps the wrong word, mm-hmm. but it, it is a way to, to you know, in cognitive behavioral therapy does a very similar thing in, in, in their own way. We have our own our way as well, a way to be able to recenter to reframe how you're seeing things, to understand that you're in a story, to understand that mm. this is not yeah. necessarily true, yeah. that you're constructing events into something you can understand and that that construction can be altered and can be you know, edited so that you can make it more constructive for you in the, in the future. So I think that's what we give people as a way to, again, self-build, maybe less than self-soothing.
0: Everybody anymore. always feels great at the end of a movie when the crooks are put in jail and the damsel in distress is put back, (laughs) they want the happy ending. Here I come to save the day. And you know that Mighty Mouse is on his way. And you can do that to yourself. You can save your own day. You can save your own way. All you have to do is believe that you can do it and be willing to risk the positive steps that it takes right. to be able to get there.
2: I was telling somebody recently about it, I'll make it really quick, is that how Jeffrey is, he has the ability to will a great day into existence. Yes. There's something that you have, and I recognize that very early. It's like, there's something that it's, again, I tried to locate exactly what it was, but you could be having a, the setting could be for a mediocre day, mm-hmm. you, would, you would will a great day out
0: of mm-hmm. it.
1: How do you put a spell on yourself and your sales for the rest of the year?
0: Play the song first. Put a spell on. Uh, me. put a
3: spell on me. <laughs> Pick up your pen, write down what you want to do, okay? And then identify. So affirmations, they have a little bit of a, you know, a woo connotation. And you can see affirmations as goals for your mindset. I want to believe this statement about myself more strongly, and that will in a variety of different ways improve my mindset or my story. Because when we talk about mindset, it's the same thing. Is it a mindset or is it a story? No, it's the same thing. They're interchangeable. Get a list of statements, full sentences. Make them singular that you would benefit from believing more strongly in. Let's go with five. Write them down on paper. Okay. Say them out loud. And here's the kicker, folks, with a big breath in between each one of them. I like big breaths and I tell the truth. Shout out to Sir Mixer. (laughs) And what that does for people who practice affirmations, the breathing is the missing link. Okay. Very few people, 3% of the population has any written goals. Let's take out goals and put in affirmations. So if we're working with 3% of the population that works affirmations, which are goals for your mindset, write them out. And then a lot of people in that small percentage of people They repeat the affirmation. So I'm getting better at things. I'm getting better at things. Things are working out for me. I show up. I'm I'm confident. I'm going to have a great day. That's good. Let's make it fantastic. As in, because when I repeat those words that quickly, my breath is still in my chest. Okay. And it's this mental, mental game. We're not taking, we're investing the time to breathe in between each statement, three different ways of saying the same thing. Taking a concept to heart, socializing an idea, embodying a concept. So good things happen when I show up.
0: Accept the risk that,
3: yeah. I bring my entire body into the conversation. I am literally light that sentence up with my emotions and feelings. If we want to get all John Kehoe about it, I magnetize that statement with my breath. And if you do that, what will happen is you will believe those sentences more strong because you'll feel it. He who feels it knows it. She who feels it knows it. And that right there in my personal and professional opinion. It's the missing link when it comes to affirmations.
0: Do I lose which are my, valuable. my fear of risking? Do I lose my fear of failure? Do I lose my sense of other people won't respect me if I don't get exactly what I'm striving for? Let's turn the volume down on it yeah
3: you know, and that's what most people need. Let's talk about this real quick because it's valuable to this part of the it's a valuable thing to talk about when we're talking about mindset. It's a very easy trap for people to fall and I've done it myself to think that I need to be
2: completely
3: super confident and have taken care of all the negativity before I can move forward and make progress. No, not at all turn the volume down on the victim mentality, on the shit talk going on in your head. If you cut that thing in half, you'll barely recognize yourself. And it's the difference between having (laughs) you got a little whiny toddler with a soiled diaper sitting in your lap. Its hands are on the wheel. You're trying to drive the bus. It's honking the horn. It's crying. It's snotty. It's the difference between that you take it and you put it in the back seat, and you change this diaper and give it a little sippy cup and an Etch-a-Sketch and you buckle it in, you pat it on its head, and then now you're driving the bus as opposed to this thing that's fighting you tooth and nail. No, you just turn the volume down, which is actually quite easy to do with just a little bit of no to and no how, and then you can move forward easier. I used to think that, I used to think I need to be, I thought I could eradicate the negative voice in my head, okay, and then I wised up and realized if I just turn the volume down on this thing and keep it in check, then I can do everything that I want to do with my life, both personally, professionally. And
0: yeah. I'm forced know. to throw that's something. Cool. When I cold called in New York City, people would slam the door. I have no time for you. <laughs> slam. I could either take the rejection or I could have fun. And I decided to have fun. So I go, knock, knock, knock. Did you mean no time today? Um, can I come back <laughs> tomorrow? Is there any- <laughs> Jeffrey, you legend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So that's the difference between having a good time at this and worrying about this. I didn't worry about getting rejected. I'm going to tell you, a third of the people would come to the door again. The other two thirds would swear even deeper, but I took it as fun and a game rather than if I don't do this, I'm going to die.
1: And that was easy for you because of your upbringing and because of the stories that you were told and told yourself as a child. For many people, it's not as easy because they take the rejection personally. They Mm -hmm. make it something about them. And what Mark and Adam are doing with Unlifted is helping you uncover what that story is.
0: They're helping you knock again. Yeah. Basically, they're saying, don't take the first shot. Be willing to take another shot. Be willing to take the third shot because it's not against you, it's against it or against the world. Leave that part alone.
1: And sometimes it's hard to see that when you're stuck in that story. Oh,
0: sure. And you have not enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Because then there's a fear. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty, it's really an interesting process. And I think you've hit on something that will actually help people get to that next level. This is where we talk about soft talk. Well,
1: yeah. uh,
2: We could, we could do that. Tell us. I have a sales thing I can relay to the sales audience. We, Determined that for 2022, our goal was to enroll 120 coaches, 10 coaches a month. And that was going to be our goal from a sales perspective. To a day. Essentially, whatever, 122, whatever that is. Take weekends off. Right, right, right. Call me in the morning. And so once we hit the number and we said, that's what we're going to do for three months at our team meeting, Mark Kimberly and I would end the meeting with doing what? We said, yes, 120 times. And that was a way to, again, to get comfortable with getting 120 people to say yes. We were spelling it. We were putting it out there and getting, again, breathing Mm -hmm. it. Because part of it's, can I accept this money? Can I accept this many people saying yes to me? Are we comfortable with it? Well, we rep it for three months. Guess what? We're on pace. Yeah, We're ahead of pace, in fact. So it's really
0: cool. Okay. So. So, and that's cool. That win breeds the confidence for the next win. Yeah. The best time to make a sale is right after you just made one. Mm. The best time because you're, you're full of it. Now, why did I knock again? Why did I do that?
2: It's the same reason that screenwriters and authors write the bad draft first because you, you know enough bad drafts, you can get to a great draft.
0: Mm. I watched my family take no and turn it into yes. And we have a word for it, chutzpah. <laughs> I like that word. It's a real good word, and it, it translates loosely into balls. Cajones. Yeah, mm-hmm. cojones. Sales balls is how I rephrased that. Yeah. Something about that, to make sales calls? I've yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes sales, sales balls yeah. to make sales calls. But the challenge that you have as a person is actually believing that, believing yourself that you can do it. And it takes wins in order to be able to make that happen. You got to win a few times and then go back and remember how you won so you can go to the next one. And eliminating the phrase, it wasn't for I could have no... I mean, stop buying fucking lottery tickets. You don't win the lottery. And if you have all your teeth, you're never going to win the lottery. Oh, my God. The only people that win are the ones that have no teeth. And then research what happens to lottery oh please. Yeah. oh, please. It's the worst fate that can happen to you. What a yeah. paradox. the last thing you want to do is yeah. win a lottery. And I, I so, buy this ticket just in case. Like, dude, you are it's a wish. So it's I... never going to happen. No offense.
1: So I think... That we might. We we're talking, or maybe about to talk.
3: Sort of thinking kind of about maybe
1: talking about soft setting talk. some
3: goals, and, and hopefully, I'm going to make my sales quota this month. And I, I, might do a little bit. Maybe I need to be more consistent. You know, it's it's almost like I'm procrastinating on these phone calls, and it's uh, you know, possibly I, it would to do me a lot
0: of good. from your life, and you're going to win. Phew. Eliminate adverbs from your life, from your writing. And it's
1: more than adverbs, hold on. It's
0: specific adverbs. Yeah, Yeah. the deadly ones.
1: So let's hear the deadly list.
3: So there's this thing, folks. This stuff is called soft talk. And it's one of the three pillars of what we call conflict language, which before it was called conflict language, we actually shot that original course in Jeffrey's studio, December 2014. And before conflict language was was called victim mentality language, because we adhered to the definition. Remember the definition of the victim mentality? The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. So there's three... Three pillars of conflict language or victim mentality language. Projections, we talked about them. Okay, You did that to me. She never listens to me. My mother talks to me like a child. Take out my mother and put an I. That'll have a little different flavor to it. Then we got the negations, which force you to stare at the worst case scenario. Can'ts, won'ts, isn'ts, don'ts, nots. I can't keep living like this. There's a picture of me living like that again. That shit adds up. And the easiest place to start the conversation, it's the gateway drug to the rest of your language because it's going to get you in the game. It's going to get you paying attention to words. It's going get you making some easy adjustments and benefiting, getting wins like Jeffrey said. It's called soft talk. There's a handful of them. And here's one of my promises. If you cut your soft talk in half, you will double your confidence, okay? And that's easy to do. First things first, got to learn the words. So this is called the soft talk challenge. Everybody listen to this, assuming you're not driving, get a pen, get a piece of paper, write these words down five times larger than you normally write. When we're done, take that piece of paper, tape it up somewhere, you're going to see it for seven days and the rest is done.
0: You can leave it up a week and
3: a half. Leave it up a week and a half, even better. So here's the first word, maybe, think, possibly, probably. Might. Might please join in everybody sort of kind of almost like seems like perhaps yeah maybe is a big one try yeah one day hopefully that's most of them it's most of them yeah and here's another promise those words are in your language mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. there's 20 million dead squirrels that can attest to the kind deadly of like- yeah so indecision's deadly Okay, Malmedes, I,
0: Indecision I, I, is a decision. You decided not to
3: decide. Oh, it's the worst. I yeah, prefer exactly. the terror. I prefer the fear of the wrong decision versus the terror of indecision. Malmodis, or however you pronounce that guy's oh, name yeah, yeah, and he's right. Indecision, it's very stressful. It's a flavor of stress and if you play that game long enough and most people are doing it unconsciously accidentally because they have no formal training with their language like we said earlier, then you you can trick yourself into thinking that you're just an indecisive person. Okay, versus and that's the why. That's back to the why. Why am I so indecisive? You're never going to get a good answer for that. Right. One that you can apply and make some changes. You just told yourself actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a question. You're just identifying yourself versus how am I so indecisive? And then if you keep going with that line of thought, you will get to the words. Then you can change your language and then you'll change your outcomes.
2: Rocket science. So, so the, the difference between a statement, maybe I should follow up with him. Who? And I should follow up with him. Just take, take yeah. the one word out. It's a big difference, you know? It seems like whenever I do this action, I get this result. It seems like, or whenever I do this action, I get this result. I mean, these words take us off the hook, it removes responsibility and actually obscures
0: our And they ability. make it so soft you can't... You can't see it. Right.
2: It's like putting some Vaseline on the lens. It's like you can't even see what's going on there. So how are you going to attend to what you must attend to when you've essentially self censored So the goal is to remove this and it's going to build a lot more confidence. When you speak to someone and they use very confident language, there's very little soft talk in it. Mm-hmm. They're speaking authoritatively. And we like subject matter experts as a salesperson who can speak authoritatively about their product about their service makes us feel comfortable
1: yeah there's a big difference when you're talking to a client and you say i think you should move forward with this and here's what's going to happen when you move forward with this here's Here's how it's going to help you when you move forward with
3: i think you're really going to like this product
1: right it doesn't you think
3: (laughs) exactly exactly so
0: let me throw this at you in my talks I listened to other people talk. An expert will say, you know, this isn't rocket science to try to make it seem easier. But I added to that, it's not rocket science, but when you master it, it's rocket fuel. Oh, that's interesting. And they go, oh, it creates an additional deep thought in the mind of the participant.
2: Can Mark steal that from you? Because he uses that a lot.
3: <laughs> I talk about rocket science a lot, as in making the joke. And I do mean that this is not rocket science. As right, in, it's
0: not rocket science, but when you master it, it's rocket fuel. It's rocket it's fuel. Rocket yeah. fuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's rocket yeah. fuel. You can just acknowledge me, that's all. I acknowledge <laughs> you. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean every time I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But the challenge for anybody who's listening to this is, okay, what are you going to do about it? Like, I know that. No, yeah, great. You know, you're the smartest guy in the world. You're just not doing it.
1: And some of you are going to want more. And what yeah. can they do to get more?
0: Wow. you practice that. You're, you're good at that.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you're a coach, if you're a leader.
0: If you're a salesperson and you, you want to get to the next level.
2: Yes. And Lifted is currently a coaching certification program. Works for a lot of folks. We focus mainly on coaching. So if that's part of, your, of what you do in your role, come on board. Mark has been lauded by many, all, oh, I should say, of our coaches thus far. He does a great job. He's going to be your trainer. So you'll work with Mark directly. If you're interested in using this in your professional lives, well, there could be some news coming along and Stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned, yeah. there, is something, there yeah. is something coming along soon. Yeah, sure. that, that
2: could involve some people you know and love. <laughs> and uh, you get it. Yeah. Some fun things are happening. Right now, we, we love working with coaches. And we got a lot of people in there who who have a variety of different backgrounds. Business coaches, entrepreneurs. I know you like saying business yep. owners. And they're loving it because it's giving them all the tools that we just talked about. The communication tools are the most important ones. Oh, yeah. And they're so applicable. You could be doing real estate. You could be doing to be you could be doing whatever and it's all communication so we have to end now okay so i'd like to end and
1: lifted.me and lifted.me okay
2: coach a certification and join if, the wait list
1: join the wait list if you're not a coach and you want the can they take the core language upgrade
2: they can take or? core language upgrade which is going to be and you will if you buy core language upgrade which you can find at vocabulary.org
1: we'll link it in the show, we'll link notes. It in the
2: show notes if you take that you will get a free upgrade to the new and lifted essentials, which is going to replace that course that's oh, coming cool. up later in the year. So we're going to upgrade cool. people who've supported us in the past. We really appreciate all those folks. And we've, that course has been around for six years and we still sell them to this day. People love it. And we want to add even more value to that. And you'll learn the entire stack of what Mark's talking about here. It's structured. It's very cleanly delivered. And we have the nice repetition in there, worksheets you can play with and discover cool things about yourself. So check it out.
1: I've gone through the whole certification. I use it in my coaching. It's the most amazing. This method is amazing. We'll link all of that and thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Our when pleasure. you invest you.
0: In, in Lifted, you become in Gifted.
1: Ooh. All right. I love it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like, share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast.
0: And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to guderman.com slash saleschallenge to start you on your way.